Okay, who here is from Kung Fu? Just by a show of hands. Who here is from Kung Fu? Uh-huh. Sometimes things get stuck in my head from years ago. You know how songs get stuck in your head? Sometimes things people say get stuck in my head because they're just so weird and they come out of nowhere. And I go, what the fuck does that mean? We all have those moments where we come across somebody and they say something just so outlandish and bizarre. And we go, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Eight years ago, eight years ago, one of my wife's friends from her occupational therapy cohort It's a very specific friend group of hers, and I guess 42% of you understand what occupational therapy is. I'll probably get to that on my next episode, but my wife was at Dominican, and she was getting her master's in occupational therapy, and she had a friend who invited her to her baby shower. So my wife brought me. Eight years ago, we went out west, Marin. Way west, Marin. Woodacre, San Geronimo area. Real hippy-dippy. Even past Fairfax, Marin. The sticks. And I don't know anyone. And I get there and I'm eating some cheese, having a glass of wine, just shaking hands with a bunch of strangers. Hi, hi, yeah, I'm Josh. I'm Josh, yeah. I'm with, I'm with Shani, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> OT is a great field. It really is. It is. And then everybody goes outside because the mom of the woman who's pregnant at the baby shower wants to make a toast. And as everybody kind of quiets down and the attention goes to this mom, she comes outside on the patio and just says, okay, and just who here is from the occupational therapy cohort? Who here are my daughter's OT friends? Okay, just raise your hand. Okay, welcome. And who here is from Kung Fu? And I said, what the fuck? I had the biggest laugh attack on the inside. And I was trying to lock eyes with anyone. At this party, I was trying to find anyone else at this baby shower who would understand just how funny and weird this question was by this mom who's about to make a toast, you know, to lifelong happiness, bringing a baby into the world. But before she got to all that, she definitely said, who here is from Kung Fu? That means the father of this child does Kung Fu. And I couldn't think of anything else for a week. And to this day, the question, who here is from Kung Fu? comes to my thoughts. I don't know why. It just comes to the surface of my mind from time to time. I'll be washing dishes and I'll just look at my wife and say, who here is from Kung Fu? It's still kind of funny. And I found out a little bit more. Uh, The father of the baby definitely doesn't know Kung Fu. I think he goes into a park and does pretend Kung Fu with his friends. It's a weird story to start the show, but I'll ask you one more time and now you'll understand. Um, Who here is from Kung Fu? All right, let's get into it. Welcome in, my friends. We're doing it. This is episode 187. We're still on this journey together. Where? Where are we going? I don't know. But we're together, and that's what matters. I don't see a finish line in sight. I just, I just don't, I don't know where we're going, but stay with me. Let's experience life together. Let's experience all the stressful aspects of life together and the joyful, happy aspects of life together. But back to the stressful aspects of life together. You know, what's stressful. Tell me if you can relate of all the websites you log into nowadays, 
you know, you could peruse or you could go to the websites where you have a subscription, where you have a username and you have a password, you have a login. Okay, you have all these websites where you got to personally log in. How about the ones that really want to make sure you're not a robot and they give you all these images that have a crosswalk and then they say, hey, click on all the images with a crosswalk and you look at about 10 images and you're like, wait, wait, is that a crosswalk? You start convincing yourself. Click on all images that have streetlights. You're just trying to log into, I don't know, your email, your mortgage account, your bank account. And they want you to click on all these images that have streetlights. And you're like, streetlights. You start having real in-depth conversations about mundane shit. You're like, what is a streetlight? Do they mean stoplight? Do they mean lights that illuminate your block at night? Wait, streetlights. And you start convincing yourself that a bright leaf might be impacted by a streetlight in the distance so you might click on something you get real nervous is this stressful for anybody else click on all images that have trees you're like oh fuck trees what's tree like bushes that one just has bushes and crosswalks but that was the previous one do i still click on crosswalks just trees okay how big is a bush until i have to say it's a tree how big does a bush have to be until i go all right, I'm, I'm clicking on it i'm clicking on it nope once again am i a robot and are robots doing this to prove I'm not a robot, I got to do a bunch of stuff that a robot wouldn't do. I guess a robot clicks on all the photos, but someone like me, an intelligent being, I only click on the images as they're guiding me that have the street lights. Sometimes you will talk yourself into clicking on something because you think there's like a little bit of it in the photo and you get nervous. Might be a crosswalk. I kind of like the websites that are now just having you click the box that says I'm not a robot. It's easier. I'm not a robot. But what am I even doing at that point? What are we doing to prove we're not robots? Isn't all this bullshit? Maybe that's a better name for this podcast. Forget Here We Go with Josh Rosenberg. I think the name of the podcast should be Isn't This All Bullshit with Josh Rosenberg? Isn't this all bullshit? How about COVID protocols? Isn't this all bullshit? Every month, well, it's now seven days at home, you test on the 10th, and then if you get the pink line, it's faded, you can still come back for 30 seconds, infect everyone, you got to wear a mask over your mouth, and not quite your nose, you will wear a mask over your nose past 3 p.m. after day 14. You're like, who the fuck is making this up? Here's the weirdest part. Kids feel they can still come to school if they have a negative COVID test, comma, no matter what. When I say those three words, no matter what, Kid will come in sick as fuck. Common cold, uncommon cold, straight flu, mumps, measles, chicken pox, just shattered femur in a body cast, can't turn his head, broken neck. But I tested negative for COVID. Yeah, but you should be at home, Derek. Jesus. Honestly. Kids are showing up in really bad condition this year. If they get a negative COVID test, the parents are just shoving them out the door. All right, then go to school. Then you could go. People are really sick. You know, we always think sick season, cold season is like what? November to March. It's now June. It's now June. Everyone's still sick. I said it. I said it. No one is following any protocol anymore. Right about now. Seniors looking forward to prom, yearbooks, graduation, grad night, all the fun shit. If they feel a tickle in the throat, they go, oh, no, no. A little congestion. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a bunch of them who aren't testing. They're just saying, fuck it. 
I'm go I'm going to complete my high school career. So I go in there with my hazmat suit. I go in like I'm going into the octagon, UFC style. There's gonna be a fight for my immune system every day. The amount of sniffles I hear. Kids just taking tests. I'll call them out. I'll go, what do you need? Tissue? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Mr. Rosenberg, shut the fuck up. Just don't say anything. And I say, don't you swear at me as I recreate our dialogue on a podcast in my bedroom, in my mesh charger shorts. Just want to set the scene for you. I got dim lighting right now in my bedroom. Both daughters asleep. My wife out on the couch, probably doing a little crochet and some Netflix show that I would never watch. And I'm in here, I'm just in here, talking about all the stuff that's really just a bunch of bullshit. I got another example for you. Some more bullshit? How about it's campaign season right now, have you noticed? All the vote for me, vote for me signs. It's election season in your neighborhood and my neighborhood. You're seeing all the ads on TV. How about all the white candidates having minorities to shake hands with in the photos and campaign ads? How about all these white guys who are finding black people to put in their photos, their campaign photos? How dumb do you think we are? This is a tired old trick. This is a tired approach to your campaign. Well, I'm a white man and I want people to know that I like black people. So I'm going to take a photo with them shaking hands and it'll send the message that I'm inclusive. I'm not racist, and we're going to vote for him. He's clearly not racist. He found a black person to shake hands with in his campaign ad, in his campaign photos. I'm seeing a lot of this. I'm sorry. I see it on social media. I see it on the old television. Wow. He likes minorities. He's got my vote. I mean, in certain areas of this country, that would certainly have the opposite effect on voters. But I'm in Marin. I'm in Marin. I'm in the Bay Area. All right, so if you're a white candidate, you better have minorities to shake hands with in your ads, in your social media posts. You better not post a photo with seven white people saying vote for me right now. That'll be deemed insensitive. Honestly, nowadays, in the tiptoe generation, tiptoe into it, you got to tiptoe out of it. Tiptoe into it, tiptoe out of it. And I'm open-minded. That's the weird part. I find myself open-minded and still wondering wait what's the term we use we don't we don't do that voice anymore even though it's funny we don't do that voice okay can we do that voice can we do that nationality not anymore all right who can we do can we do irish yeah can we do chinese no fuck what no you can't do chinese voice can we do british yes can we do mexican no no are you out of your fucking mind? Can we do Mexican? No, you can't do that voice. Can we do Italian still? Yeah, yeah, probably. You could do Italian. Could we do old Jewish man at synagogue? Eh, probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Can we do Canadian because it's fun? Yeah, you could do Canadian. Go ahead. That's fine. And can we do Nigeria? Of course not. So this is what we have to learn. There are still some ethnicities, nationalities, where we could do the voice, where it could still be how you tell the joke, how you do the impression. You could still do that publicly in a social setting and not get locally canceled or even canceled beyond how big your circle is. 
And then there's somewhere it's like, whoa, whoa, we haven't been doing that voice for like a year and a half. We don't do that anymore. Noted. That's what I say every day. Oh, okay, noted. I'm receptive to it. I'm not I'm not getting canceled. Fuck you. Right, and just by a show of hands, who here is from Kung Fu? Just curious. What's he doing, Kung Fu? Who is this guy? I don't even think I met him at the baby shower. He's doing Kung Fu. Is that what he's known for? This group of friends in the park doing Kung Fu? What are they, seven? Anyways, occupational therapy. Nope, I'll do occupational therapy when I can convince my wife to come back on the podcast. It's not an easy booking. It's not. Our schedules don't always align. I think a lot of married people understand that. Sometimes you look at your wife or you look at your husband after a few days and you're like, how, how are you doing? Have we spoken? You just go through the motions of life and fast forward, taking care of the kids, taking care of professional duties, errands and chores and errands and chores. And three days go by and you look at your spouse, you go, oh yeah, you, hi, how, how are you? And both people look older and tired and you have to connect and small talk it up with your wife. Oh shit. Come on, everyone. Birds were descendants of dinosaurs. and We're just supposed to go on with our day. Birds, you've seen birds, right? Descendants of dinosaurs? And I'm just supposed to go along with my day as if it's all normal. The oldest bird fossils? You know when I Google something. You could always tell when I Google something on this podcast because there's no effing way. Did he say effing? Yeah. Was he worried about swearing too much? So he wanted to ease off the old profanity accelerator for a moment. Yeah. There's no way I effing knew that the oldest bird fossils go back 150 million years. 150 million years? So these ancient birds were in the dinosaur family? This is not going to be a scientific rant. This is just going to be a guy who Googled a few things. But my buddy Mike, he made the point that chickens and all birds, descendants of dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I heard that. And then we all just buy it. But we go, wait, how, how do we know? And then I actually asked, are rhinoceroses, are rhinos descendants? And Mike laughed at me. <laughs> no, you dumb shit. But birds are. I go, but rhinosaurus, saurus. And he goes, read a book, Josh, read a book. All right. So we got birds over time evolving. They no longer have the dinosaur claws and the dinosaur teeth. They just fly above and they have beaks and they're not intimidating and I don't want to do a big fat yada, yada, yada. But so 150 million years evolving into these birds. But the birds that were dinosaur birds look different. And then a huge asteroid. Here's the weird part. Here's, here's where I like to blow my own mind with thoughts of the past. Here's the weird part. So this planet we're on, this floating rock that rotates, this little speck of dust in an expansive, unknown, mysterious universe... Had nothing going on for a while because the reign of dinosaurs, that just came to an end. This is breaking news. Dinosaurs are extinct, okay? Forget all the Michael Crichton or Crichton, probably Crichton novels you've read. Forget Jurassic Park. They're still making these, by the way. God, do we have any originality in Hollywood? Oh, what a cool take. Do we have any originality in Hollywood? But we're still making these dumb Jurassic Park movies. So there's probably a lot of kids throughout the world that think, uh, dinosaurs, still real? That's not a good take. But huge asteroid meteor hits the planet all dinosaurs die this is the story i'm telling because this is what i heard 
big volcanic eruptions. Pangea. <laughs> Can you just say Pangea and move on and sound like you're informed? Meteors, asteroids, volcanoes, Pangea. And then nothing. Earth was quiet except... Caw. Caw. Hello. And parrots are probably there still. Hello. That's it on planet Earth? We're not here yet, Homo sapiens. Going back to Homo erectus. Not here yet. So, from what I read, over 66 million years, birds start to evolve, enabling them to survive in lots of different habitats. And today, there's tons and tons and tons of species, and every bird we see, we could say, descendant of a dinosaur. I mean, we don't say that, because people would say, shut up. If we just said that every time we saw a bird, descendant of a dinosaur, and tried to sound all wise, people would say, stop, stop saying that. You sound dumb every time you, descendant of a dinosaur. Yeah, but I'm saying it here on this podcast. Descendant of a dinosaur. But the weird part is that it was just birds. If I'm doing my math, I'm not doing any math. But if I'm observing the situation properly, dinosaurs went extinct, and this planet just had birds. And then what happens? And then single-cell organisms... Just big bang it out. I don't know what that means either, but Pangea, meteors, Pangea, big bang it out, big bang theory, and then single cell organ. God, this guy does need to read more. I need to read Sapiens this summer. I'm going to read Sapiens this summer by Yuval Harari. I've talked about Yuval in the past, but I'm really going to read it. I'm going to tackle that book. Oh, shit, I'm going to sound so smart. I'm going to sound too smart. You're going to miss the old dumb motherfucker who used to host this podcast. You're going to go, whoa, who is that? Stephen Hawking? Or is it Hawkins? I don't know. But if I say smart person, who do you think of? Albert Einstein? That's what the podcast is going to evolve into. I'll evolve. Just like I'm talking about evolution, I will evolve on this show to become so smart that I'm going to lose all my listeners because all of you dumb motherfuckers are not going to connect with me anymore because it's going to be too cerebral and I'm not going to try to Neil deGrasse Tyson the situation and speak down to your level. No, I'm just going to be in this new upper echelon of thinkers where I'm so troubled because I don't have any peers. That's how smart I'm going to get this summer. I won't have any peers. I won't have any more friends. They won't understand my thoughts. My thoughts are going to be so above and beyond anyone and everyone. I'm going to be like Voltaire, but better. I'm going to be like Shakespeare, Da Vinci, uh, but better. I'm going to I'm gonna be like, oh, he can't even think of another smart person. That's not smart. When you're trying to rant about smart... Oh, Darwin. Charles Darwin. He was smart. I'm going to be like that after I read a few books this summer. Where were we? Pangea? Pangea. Oh, yeah. So, single-cell organisms become bigger, bigger, bigger. Let me get to a point. Hunter-gatherers were homo sapiens, and they were happier people than we are now. We look around with all of our medications and ailments and anxieties. Oh, today I'm feeling sad. Hunter-gatherer humans... These people with their loincloths, what are you picturing right now? Someone just with a basket of nuts, a basket of berries and nuts, or someone with a spear, loincloth, spear, stabbing a buffalo. We all picture hunter-gatherer the way we want to picture it. We weren't there. There were no photos, no video, nothing on YouTube, no real footage, no viral video of hunter-gatherer. So picture whatever you want to picture. I'm telling you what I picture. Loincloth. Um, lots of hair. There were no haircuts. Hair all over the place. Pretty sharp spears. There were weapons. Um, but they had no expectations of anything. We have expectations galore today. We have endless expectations. Okay? 
It's not good. We expect, I think a lot of us expect long lives because of all the medical breakthroughs. Hunter-gatherers? They had no expectations of good health. If you made it to 28, you were elderly. There was no FOMO, fear of missing out. Hunter-gatherers, they didn't even understand financial planning worries. There's no social media addiction, obviously. They didn't give a shit what other people were doing. No relationship stress. They weren't worried about getting dumped or developing enough self-esteem. It was just straight up thoughts of the next meal. That's it. Hunters gather. What are they hunting? Animals that would have probably killed them for thousands of years. They were just losing the fight. They're like, but we're smart. You know, I keep getting the shit kicked out of me by lions, tigers, bears, bison, buffalo. So we'll create some weapons and then we'll win the fight. And then we'll realize, wait, we're very smart. And we'll keep advancing and advancing and advancing. Okay, and hunter-gatherers represent 90% of all human history. So it's just recently that us humans live this way with our planned agriculture, our urbanization, where we look at all of the buildings and paved roads and schools, hospitals, banks and gas stations and transportation, how we've industrialized and just released a bunch of toxic emissions into the earth. And we have medical breakthroughs and some good, some bad, a lot of bad, a lot of bad, a lot of bad. looks normal to our eyes as if earth was built to house all of this. It's not, it's not. We're just going to become extinct one day. Oh, this gets morbid. We're going to become extinct one day. A question I asked my students today, and I said, now write down one of the reasons that could happen. Some of the students say a virus, smart answer. Some of them say we'll kill ourselves with our weapons of mass destruction. Good answer, family viewed. Some of them say the AI that we build, the artificial intelligence will soon realize that we are so flawed and we are the problem. They'll kill us off. Very Westworld style. Good answer. Good answer. All right. How else are we going to go extinct? Because everything's temporary. Everything's coming and going. Everything, everything is temporary. So what's going to erase us? Shit that we created. That's the ultimate definition of stupidity. We, the human race, we could celebrate ourselves endlessly, which we do. But we will be the reason that we go extinct. And you can say the sun's coming, meteors are coming. Can I say Pangea? Will that fit? It could be Kung Fu that eventually gets us. I don't know. The fact that we can't click on crosswalks because we overthink it, we get nervous. I don't know. But we've added too much to our day-to-day that's so unhealthy and we're so disconnected from nature. Hunters and gatherers, these homo sapiens were happier. They were. They didn't have unnecessary stress. They just had legitimate stress. Storm is coming. Find shelter. Saber-toothed tiger is about to eat your baby. Get a spear. Stab it. All right, that's it. That was a tough day. But it meant their focus went to survival mode. Whereas now, oh my God, the litany of issues and things that don't matter at all that have stacked up to enter our minds and make us feel stressed and anxious and give us all these mental health conditions that really we've kind of created ourselves. Steve Wozniak, who's the co-founder of Apple, the less famous Steve, he said it on a TED Talk. And this is also something I show my students. Steve Wozniak said, you know, all of these inventions were supposed to make life easier. But has it? Is life easier right now? Actually, it may be, but is it better? Easier, yes. Okay, it's easier because from the dishwasher to the washing machine to Advil for headaches and beds are comfy and it's nice to have homes with roofs so we don't have to just get rained on like the coyotes in the hills. But it's interesting that we kept 
adding things to make life easier. And we're still doing that. All these brilliant software developers. What else do humans need? What else would humans spend money on that we can convince them that they need? Like my wife does Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is where you don't shop for yourself anymore, but you get assigned a designer and an algorithm that takes you through a bunch of questions. What's your body all about? What type of colors do you like? What are you searching for? Shirts, belts, shoes, socks, parkas, beanies, jewels, sandals, galoshes. You know, it's a long questionnaire. And then the algorithm sends my wife a box of clothes, I don't know, every few weeks. And it's fun. It's fun, actually. And this is just another example of humans saying, you know what? I need something else to make it easier for me. You know, shopping is so stressful. Going to Marshalls, Nordstrom Rack. Gap, Banana Republic, you spend the whole day, maybe you don't buy shit because you don't look good in anything, and then you go, wait, we have computers, you know, algorithms. Her designer's name is Corey, he, him, and Corey writes her a message. I don't think Corey's a real person. I think Corey's a robot. I think Stitch Fix is all robots. And they send my wife clothes, and she likes 90% of it. 90% of it. It's fun. But how many other things are going to exist like that, where we just get disconnected from our own intuition, our own thoughts, our own abilities, and we just rely on our phones or rely on any of the apps or rely on any of these companies that are supposed to make it easier, but little by little by little by little by little, we're losing our identities because we think we're taking shortcuts. We're always taking shortcuts. The people who own Alexa, and they just say into the air, Alexa, what's a recipe for chocolate chip cookies? Those people aren't calling mom or grandma and saying, hey, what's an old recipe for chocolate chip cookies? They're just saying, Alexa, what's a recipe for chocolate chip cookies? And then Alexa says, three eggs, three cups flour, two cups sugar. And that's a normal way to live. Or we just make our requests into the air. I want to hear this song now. I want to watch that now. Easier, easier, easier was the goal. I guess so. Better, not really. Hunter-gatherers, I envy them. All this shit we've inundated ourselves with as if it matters. It might not in the end. That's the scary part. How much time are we losing to just tapping our screens and getting sucked into the glow of our electronics where if you become, this is the point. If you become, this is the point. No, this is the point. After a half hour, it's like, ah, the motherfucker didn't make a point. Okay, but if you get so detached from the natural world, and I don't even totally know how to describe the natural world anymore. That's how disconnected we are. But if you're really disconnected from the natural world, that's bad for your brain. That is a fact. That's bad for your health. That's not that profound. <laughs> I feel like I probably said that 20 episodes ago. And here's a legitimate question. Not who here is from Kung Fu, but who put all of this on Wikipedia? Humans? People? Or is that AI? Who put all of this on Wikipedia? Like you could look up the bio of a backup punter for the Packers in the 80s. You could look up, you just Google something like, how old is the earth? And Wikipedia, boom, just shows me 4.53 billion years old. And I just take that number. I believe it. I don't question it. I go on with my day because I'm not a free thinker anymore. Who is? Who's really researching? I love when people say, I've researched how old the earth is, and it turns out it's 4.5. You didn't research shit. You Googled and went to Wikipedia, just like me, and we all take it as fact, and then I Google, how do we know? I actually do. I go down that rabbit hole. The tangents you fly through are actually kind of interesting. So I do. I Google, how old is the earth? And it says 4.53 billion years old. I go, what? How do we know that shit? And then I find something called radiometric dating. I go, what? Well, then what's that? 
oh, how we measure isotopes in rocks. And I'm going to be honest, folks. I don't know what an isotope is. I've heard the word. I could say the word. I could say it in a sentence on a podcast. Well, isotopes in rocks are measured, and then we're able to radiometric date this type of stuff. And if I was to even say carbon dating, like, oh, yeah, we know the age of a lot of things in nature because of carbon dating. I don't know what carbon dating is. I don't even know the people that invented carbon dating. And the people that invented it, is it all entirely true that carbon dating is the way to get a real number, like 4.53 billion years old? That sounds so specific. That sounds like a real number, like someone actually knows how old planet Earth is. Well, it's before Jesus. It's before all the religions. It's before all the homo sapiens created the stories. Yeah, it goes back way before. It's before all the species. Just say isotopes. Make them think you're smart. Say isotopes. That's a word where you could drop and people think you're smart. Well, uh, isotopes are measured in the rocks. I refuse to Google more. At one point, I get to the end. I go, oh, I'm not going to Google more. I need more cereal. And I got to get back to reading my Steve-O memoir. So I'm done. But now I can just tell people, you know, the Earth's been around for 4.53. And they go, how do you know, Josh? You go, radiometric dating carbon dating pangea isotopes and they go fuck he is smart josh is really smart just the other day he was able to click on all the crosswalks and log into his email that motherfucker is smart i don't know oh this had so much potential this episode it really did. I was going to do a deep dive into birds and dinosaurs. And I felt like that came up a little short. But you know what? I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I've been thinking of a new character. We can't do any ethnic voices, so I'm going to do the DJ. The DJ, the FM DJ. By the way, no one's listening to the radio for their music. Right? Oh, I hope this song comes on. That's extinct that way of thinking is extinct you don't have to hope a song comes on anymore you just stream it but i like to think there were some old school djs who were so shitty at hitting the post hitting the post as i've talked about it's when you talk up until the instrumental ends and the lyrics come in and you better hit the post let them know the radio station name k earth 101 and then boom the music begins but i created the character of the dj that does the opposite of hitting the post just talks through the song it makes the listener feel like he's about to end his rant and try to hit a post but he doesn't but he doesn't his name's dj easy j dj easy j from ksmr how did i get those letters smr shinny myla remy but ksmr nighttime requests in full throttle this evening as your big ball of fire is going to be spitting your favorite tunes. Oh, yeah, motherfuckers. You know he's on the county fair circuit, and he's coming to a big tent near you. He's got that spiky blonde hair and that tight leather outfit. He's going to hold the mic tight and sweat under your wife's face from the front of the stage. Of course, I'm talking about the great storyteller himself, Rod Stewart. It's Young Turks on KSMR, the um, part of the show where I'm supposed to be quiet so Rod can sing. All right, Rod. Goodbye, yay, yay. That's Rod Stewart. 
So excited. How good is that song? Listen to that beginning. What are you picturing right now? What does this music make you picture? Laser beams? 1980s malls? Yes. KSMR time is 8.45. DJ Easy J coming at you in full effect. It's Rod Stewart, the storyteller with Young Turks. I already gave you the radio station name earlier, so hitting the post will be a challenge. Ho, 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 we got the grab bag tonight. DJ Easy J is going to attempt to sing just like Frankie Valley. That young man from New Jersey is going to teach me how to expand my register. Come on, Rue. It's Walk Like a Man by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons right here on KSMR. The Wave. Yeah, it's got to be The Wave. Or maybe... Hmm. The Wavelength. The Lightning Bolt. KSMR, The Wavelength. Something really long. I bet Frankie's still performing, no joke. God, this shit was good. Honestly, I would pay 50 bucks to see Frankie Valley at a county fair. Sadly, I think that's my taste in music. Who's playing the county fair? I saw on a billboard, Diggable Planets. They're coming to Marin County Fair. I'm like, whoa, who's that for? Me? Ooh, you could taste it. Summer is right around the corner. And if you're not quite five foot eight, well, you'd be accused of being vertically challenged. You might not be able to get on the rides at the county fair. I'm talking to you short people, DJ Easy J. Spinning the happy tunes right here on KSMR. The Wavelength. The Lightning Bolt. Tell them, Randy. I forgot to introduce the song, my one job. What? Come on, Randy. Oh, boy, discrimination. I don't want no short people. Don't want no short people around. Yep. Oh, Randy. What is short, by the way? Is there a designation? If you're 5'7", are you short? But if you're 5'8", you're fine, I hope. I don't know. But I think someone should cancel Randy for that. You remember this one? Oh, here come those four bastards. We're going to get it all hot and heavy in the back seat of your parents' Subaru in eighth grade. It's all for one. With the hit, I Swear. This is DJ J Easy on KSMR 101.1, The Lightning Bolt. No one wants to hear that shit. All right, you remember Desiree? Y'all remember Desiree? A song that a lot of people liked, and I certainly didn't. But because you're with me on the request line, we're going to slow things down this evening. We know it's been a stressful, hectic week for you. Kids are screaming, the boss is breathing down your throat. I think it's time to pour a little... Bourbon? I should be specific. I think it's time to pour a little 
Buffalo Trace. Take your cufflinks off. Put them on the counter. Undo that tie. Kick off your loafers. Pet your old dog in front of the fireplace. And try to unwind a little bit with Desiree. You gotta be. From the hit album, I Ain't Moving. Hit it. Yeah. Got that right. <laughs> That's right, DJ Easy J doesn't shut the fuck up for one second so you could hear Desiree's lyrics. Oh, wow. Love will save the day. Okay. I think I'm going to try Frankie again. I think I could hit those notes. Do you? All right. DJ Easy J on KSMR. The way. 101.1. I'm going to try to do it with Frankie. You could try it in your car. Oh, shit. Missed that. Hold on. I'll come around for the next attempt. You could try it too. Let's see if you could hit all these notes. <clears throat> Hell no, you can't. All right, Rod. We're ready for you. Hey, it's the big badass Rod Stewart with his hair spiked with all the Aquanet you need. He's coming after your wife, and she gets one cheat a year, and she's picking Mr. Stewart from the hit album. What? Did I start it over by accident? This DJ has a little bit of a slippery finger. Hey, Randy, what are you talking about? Short people do have a reason to live, and I'll prove that to you each and every day. I think we're going to wrap things up with a friend of the devil. Give it up for the great Jerry Garcia. Sorry, I dropped everything just now. All right, um, listen to his voice. Didn't he have a sweet voice? Didn't Jerry have a really sweet voice? Like, if you saw Jerry at the supermarket, you'd be like, Ew. that guy, that slob looks like someone I should avoid. You wouldn't expect that voice, right? You wouldn't expect that sweet voice. I get home before daylight. I just might get some sleep tonight. But the devil caught me there. Took my $20 bill as it vanished in the air. Said out running, gonna take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. I get home before daylight. I just might get some sleep tonight. I feel like I was going somewhere with Hunter Gather. I do. And then someone invented seeds and said, hey, you know, we don't have to keep this nomadic lifestyle going. We could actually plan our harvests and plan to feed people. And then we'll join up and create communities and societies together and then neighborhoods and then cities. And then we'll live on top of each other. All right, I wrapped up a point from a long time ago. So I think I'll just end the episode the way I started. This episode is done, and I must know who here is from Kung Fu.